What if everything you're searching for is already inside of you? Hi, I'm Cassandra Goodman, and I believe that true power comes from staying connected to who we really are at our core. This is a podcast about what it means to stay true to ourselves and why authentic leadership is such tricky business. You'll hear inspiring real-life stories from big-hearted leaders. I hope these stories help you to remember that true power comes from within. Here I am today with my good friend Renata Bernarde. Renata has been a friend and a mentor for me for many years and it's helped me in so many ways in growing the Centre for Self-Fidelity and um, really just being resilient as I'm growing growing my business. Renata is also the host of the Job Hunting Podcast and is an extraordinary career coach. So if you're listening and you're thinking about um, changing roles um, or taking your career in a different direction, Renata is certainly someone you should look up and connect with. So welcome, Renata. Cassie, thank you so much for this lovely introduction. It makes me blush. (laughs) It's so funny to listen to people talking about you. We were just talking before we press record. I don't even like to listen to my own voice on on my my show. So (laughs) it's a bit weird. Thank you so much. And back at you. You inspire me just as much. Oh, that's very kind. Mm. Thank you. And, you know, being um, a podcast host yourself, I have to um, explain that I'm a little bit nervous because you're the expert at this and I'm just getting started on my True Power podcast. But, um, you know, you've heard the first conversation I had with Jasmine and you know that this is really just a casual conversation about some of the challenges that we all face as we figure out how the heck can we stay true to ourselves when we live and work in a world that so constantly is trying to convince us that who we really are is somehow not enough or perhaps too much. And so um, we're just going to talk through um, a series of questions and it's going to be a very natural um, conversation that's not scripted and we'll just see where it takes us. How does that sound? It sounds great. And I think you should be so proud of yourself because I think this is such a good medium for you um, being in people's ears as they commute to work or when they're walking their dogs and you're so good with words, Cassie. And um, I, I think that that will be, you know, fantastic for your community uh, to grow and for people to get to know the work you do and your guests. I was blown away by your first episode. I was at the gym <laughs> and I was listening to Jasmine and I've met Jasmine, I think once or twice through you. And I had no idea that she was going to share that story. So if anyone hasn't yet listened to that episode, please go and listen to it after this. Listen to me first and then go listen to Jasmine. (laughs) But yes, and listen to me first because I don't think I can beat that. And I told you this before we started, like I don't have an amazing, interesting story like that to share. So we'll see how this goes. (laughs) All of your stories are interesting and, you know, we have to be ourselves, right? This is not a competition. (laughs) I've I've given up I said I I, I tapped I tapped even before we started this is not a competition (laughs) and so and I think the more we talk about our stories and the more we make sense of the things we've done in the past in order to try to fit in or to feel accepted or to feel okay 
the more we share these stories and the more we make sense of them, the, the better it is for everyone, right? Because we've all got some version of some story that's kind of buried away in our history. And I think there's so much value in just going back and making sense of, of these stories and their lingering impact they have on the people and the leaders and the humans we are today. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that episode with Jasmine. I had not heard that story that Jasmine shared before and Jasmine's a very good friend. So it was very beautiful and special that Jasmine felt safe enough to share that with me and with, with the listeners. So yeah, I recommend people go and check that one out. Okay, so, so let, let's talk about you, Renata. And my first question is this. Can you share with us a moment in your history, a moment in your life when you felt like you were not being true to yourself? Oh, okay. I need to choose only one. <laughs> there are many, there are many moments uh, where I wasn't being true to myself. Um, um, I dropped out of uni a couple of times early on. And I wanted to fit a, I wanted to like, I always say this to my clients, I wanted to like, to like things, but I didn't. And, and, and it's the same um, when, for example, you really want to like to go to the gym, but you don't like to go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to be a certain type of person and as an adult and I tried really hard to be that type of person that I romanticized in my head. And I went to university thinking that, you know, if I studied hard and if I did this, you know, degree and, mm. and if I had this sort of friendships that I would achieve that. But it made me unhappy. And it broke my heart, to be honest, because I had already thought it all through because I'm a planner <laughs> so I thought if I had planned it well enough it would just happen um, and I think a lot of my clients and other professionals are still in that kind of situation mm. when you think about um, something you want to achieve and you work really hard and then you don't want to let it go even mm. though you know it's not true to you do you find yeah. that with your clients as well? Yes. Oh, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. And this idea that, wait a minute, this was the plan. I've got to mm -hmm. stick to the plan. Yeah. yeah. And um, one of my favorite sayings from Agile Methodology is actually the first plan is the worst plan. Oh, <laughs> but we yeah. tend to forget that, that the first plan is the worst plan because we, when we make that first plan, in the case of your story, you didn't mm -hmm. really perhaps yet understand what you wanted, perhaps that sequence that that kind of sequence of events that you'd mapped out in your head was a standard sequence of events that one must do in order to be um, air, air quoting here successful yeah. um so I'm curious about that that plan that you kind of logically constructed that when you start actually enacting that plan in your heart you knew this is not the right plan for me it seemed good in theory <laughs> But in my lived experience of executing this plan, it's not really resonating with who I really am. And so I'm curious about what insight you have about where that plan came from. If it didn't kind of emerge from within your heart as your plan, do you, what's your understanding of where, that, where you absorbed that that was a plan you uh -huh. should follow? 
Well, that's that's actually an interesting story. And I wonder what you will make of it because it came from my heart. It came from my love of history, of story, of art and beauty. And I, uh, my first degree was history. I wanted to be a historian and more specifically an art historian. And I went to university. So my idea of success, you know, my ambition, I, I believe everybody is ambitious you know, um, but that doesn't mean that my ambition was to make a lot of money at the time. It wasn't, you know, to make a lot of money and go up in the corporate letter. Far from it. I despised that sort of <laughs> uh, that sort of career. I didn't want that career for myself. I wanted to be an intellectual, a scholar, somebody who would sit and analyze things and work in museums. And, and that was uh, what I wanted to do. So it came from, from, in fact, a talent that I have. So when I did my Via Character Strengths, the first talent was appreciation of art and beauty. And it almost made me cry because by then I had already um given up on on becoming an art historian the reason why it wasn't a suitable career for me and a path for me to follow was because I need people uh, I, need, I am an extrovert kind of you know I think as I get older I I really seek out opportunities to be alone but I really love being around people and I love giving advice and I love leading I have to admit and slowly as I got older and matured I understood the corporate world and the opportunities in it mm -hmm. and I wanted that more and more as time went by so I moved from art history to civil engineering which was also not a good move for me you know very quickly I I decided that I, I didn't like what I was studying. And then when I moved to Australia, that's when I finally finished a degree and that was the Bachelor of Commerce. And I loved every moment of it. I enjoyed every single subject. It, mm. I think it was partly because I was older, but partly because everything that was being said just resonated with me you know there was a part of me that instinctively understood what was being told and, and I knew I could do the role of a manager the role of a, a colleague or a member of a team I knew I could do it it was very interesting and I hadn't felt that before in my previous studies yeah, that's beautiful. And, you know, we've known each other for many years, but I did not realize that appreciation of beauty and excellence was your like number one character strength. Mm -hmm. But that makes perfect sense. You know, for those mm -hmm. of you who watch this on the video, Renata has this beautiful office with this beautiful art behind her. I think when I think about the, you know, we were talking about our websites recently and, and the care that you take on creating a beautifully designed digital experience that your clients interact with. And when I think about the feedback you've given me on my books and your noticing of the detail that I work so hard to create a high quality book and your deep appreciation of the quality and effort I put into my books, you know, through those examples, those three examples, I see your essence of this appreciation of beauty and excellence to just really radiating through you and and that 
that what was lacking in that first degree was the combination of that with the community piece, with the leadership piece, and perhaps with the bigger impact piece. So, yeah, yeah that, that story makes a lot of sense to me and it helps me yeah, better kind of get clearer on your, your essence, mm-hmm. this, this blend of beauty, appreciation of beauty and excellence with community, with leadership. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I love that. I'm a true believer that everybody should do the via character strengths mm-hmm. and other strengths assessment tests. I work with Talent Predicts, which is more aligned with the work I do as a career coach, because it's so good to validate things you already know about yourself and also be able to explain it to people. So when growing up, for example, in my family, I was always known as being a fussy person. She's such a fussy mm. person. Things have to be a certain way for Renata, you know, what she dresses and her room and how she decorates everything. And and people used to make fun of me, of course, you know, because that's what we do when you're kids. Kids can be quite cruel <laughs> and family yes. members can be cruel too. <laughs> um, and And now I look back and I say, well, that's just who I am. And I embrace that. So... I I was in Sydney uh, for a couple of days last week and we went to go to the opera, which my husband and I love. Uh, We love going to the opera. He likes it more than I do, but I I appreciate it. You know, I love art and and I appreciate everything. And there could be nothing better for me to do than the next day go to the Sydney Opera House and sit there for three and a half hours watching Don Quixote. Like there's nothing more rewarding for me than that. And when you learn about your strengths, it doesn't necessarily need to be applied to your work. It's applied to you as a person, right? It can be a hobby. It can be how you feel your time. It can be how you talk to your friends, the sort of relationships you have, how you raise your kids. Like it can be part of other things, not just your career. And that's what I had to come to terms with. <laughs> I, I appreciate art, but I don't necessarily need to be doing it or critiquing it it's not part of you know what I want to do as, as my career yeah. but, mm. but if I could offer something up there in terms of this idea that that our essence doesn't necessarily need to you know flow through or permeate our work I, I would offer a different perspective because I see your essence is this this uh, when I think about essence I think about there's all different active ingredients to our essence and you know um, like drops of essential oil and you've got quite a few drops of appreciation of beauty and excellence in there and then you have a few drops of community and leadership and other beautiful aspects of your essence but but I I do see this particular aspect of your essence who you are at your core who you're being when you're being most yourself which is a, a human who has a deep appreciation and reverence for beauty and excellence I see that shine through your work very yeah. very clear I see oh, it thank in your you. workspace. So, I see I, it in your yeah. website. I see it in the feedback you give. I see it in what you pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe I, I I feel like our essence does illuminate all aspects of our okay. lives if it's activated. Um, but then some but sometimes it's invisible because you just do what you do, you know, you can't imagine having some sort of ugly, clunky website, right? You couldn't live with that. You have to remember that before I had my own business, I was an executive, you know, implementing mm-hmm. 
yes uh, projects and and crm solutions like salesforce or hiring lots of people and structuring businesses and and that was something that i i knew it was part of my delivery and the impact that i could have in an organization i knew that i could deliver for example for many years i organized very large events or very important events i've done events at the sydney opera house uh, in oxford in um, Australian Parliament, uh, you know, here in Melbourne Crown Casino for, you know, state premiers and governors and prime ministers and whatnot, like people really, VIPs. And I am, I know that that appreciation and that strength was one of the components of making everybody have an amazing experience at the events that I was involved in. I, I know that. But that's not something that um, when you're thinking about your career or, or when I'm working with my clients, right, and they get the results from their via character strengths and it looks odd, the first thing they say is like, why am I an accountant? <laughs> you know, so we need to kind of do what you're doing, dig deep and kind of analyze it and reflect. You're right, you know, but um, the other thing I didn't use to do was to... Um, um, convey that I was as I was being employed I used to focus more on the skills and the experience that I had and then wow them with the presentation you know like it's it's a hard sell to say oh my top strengths what what are your strengths Renata when you're talking to a headhunter I'm like oh it's <laughs> Appreciation of beauty and excellence. Yes. Can I start? <laughs> you know what I mean? You have right. to and translate it, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in the how, you know, we, we yeah. all have a unique how we work, mm -hmm. right? People who work with you experience the, the way you work and the way you work the experience you give to your clients is unique to you. And I, and I see that appreciation of beauty and excellence shining through the, the way you're being with me, with your clients, with all that you come in contact with. And I think it's, yeah, that's been really a clarifying conversation. It makes a lot of sense. You know, a few, you know, bits of, um, you know, getting to know you have fallen into place there. And I think you're, you're a great example of someone who's embracing and activating their essence with awareness and with discernment, of course, because, yeah, um, it's got to be an appropriate um, translation of that essence into the work at hand. But I think you're a beautiful example of someone who's living into that. Yeah. And so have, I, have one, I have one more question because I think that was a, a wonderful conversation and uh, a rich reflection on the importance of understanding and activating our essence. So, so my question is really about a, a moment in time when you got feedback from the outside world that perhaps this way of being, this deep appreciation for beauty and excellence, what the world perhaps labelled as a fuss, fussiness. Mm -hmm. Was there a moment that sticks with you maybe as, as a younger child, a moment when the world around you said, Renata, you're too fussy, you need to be less fussy. Um, and was there a moment that stuck with you when when that that created some level of incongruence or challenge for you in being told that to basically not be yourself 
I think they're funny moments. <laughs> they're funny moments. Um, I, I, I'm sure that there there were times at work when um, when people lost their patience with me, um, and and I remember getting feedback about things like that, and I had to. Uh, the way that so let's talk about work first the way that I used to explain uh, you know the importance of creating an experience uh, was by communicating it and kind of um, share so I'm, I'm having difficulty finding the words here but it was really almost creating like a manifest okay this mm -hmm. is like a what is the the name of Tom Cruise in that movie? Jerry Maguire kind of yeah, yeah, manifesto, because so a manifesto, and I'm 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 big on that. Even when I created my own business and it was just me, I still created a manifesto for it. But I, what I used to say, so let's say let's go back to the example of those events. You know, was like I'm being fussy and I'm being particular because we compete with everything else mm. for somebody to wake up at 6 a.m to attend an event at 7 a.m at crown casino which is like an hour away from where they live you're competing with time with family you're you know you're not competing with another industry no. association that's organizing another event no you're competing with time in bed time with family taking the kids yeah. to school you know so so it was really explaining why it was so important when they landed at Crown Casino for a breakfast at 7 a.m. that they were absolutely wowed yeah. by the experience that we um, had thought things through, who were, they were going to sit next to, who was on stage, what sort of um, topics were going to be most interesting for them, what sort of food were they going to eat. Um, so I was yeah. really into that experience and I wanted people to go out and want to come back again next week. Right. So yeah. it had to have that. So it was over explaining the funny things really happened in my childhood, um, teenage years and adulthood where I basically forced my friends to <laughs> read books <laughs> and appreciate art and go to the ballet with me. <laughs> and the forced appreciation society. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and, <laughs> and they remember it, you know, and, and mm. I was back in my home country last year and we were looking at diaries and 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 it was so cute. Like this friend of mine had all of her diaries from grade one all the way to university and we were reading it over the weekend we went to the beach together and we were reading it and there would be one entry where she was having fun um with friends and you know doing sort of something super cheeky or naughty and then the other entry was like oh Renata came over and we studied for English together like you know I, <laughs> I was the one that they will call when they either needed to study or understand something or they needed advice or they were running away and this friend in particular used to run away from home and and where would she go she would come to my place <laughs> I'm sure that was a relief for her parents <laughs> yeah. and so it sounds like though even as a young child child you really have this strong awareness no this is mm. this is me this is what I need to do and I'm going to engage and enroll others in this yeah. appreciation of what what matters here so 
I think that's really, really beautiful that as you look back to your childhood and in your friends' diaries, you see this, this um, enthusiasm for beauty and excellence shining through. Mm. Um, and so it doesn't sound like this, this message from the outside world that, that, that saw this appreciation through this lens of someone who was too fussy. It doesn't sound like that. Had a no, there was a mix of that. There was a mix of that. There was a bit of bullying. Um, uh, but but my close friends, who are my friends to this day, um, gave me constructive feedback. I remember, <laughs> uh, you know, a friend of mine. I actually tried to have a podcast with her because she's so funny, um, and and didn't work. <laughs> the, the time difference. She's still in Brazil. She's in Rio, and she used to come into my um, bedroom and say, "Your bedroom is too neat." Are you a teenager or were you like 80 years old? Like everything. <laughs> and I, I remember thinking, yeah, that's actually uncool. So I need to find a style for my bedroom that is a little bit sort of a bit more relaxed. And I changed a few things, like the way relaxed I organize my books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So before that. it was trendy to have the the bed linen a bit a bit sort of more soft on the bed, I created that trend. I remember sort of okay, this is too nice and neat. Let me just soften this up a bit. At a throw. I love it. I love it. The adapting, yeah. <laughs> the adapting to what was socially it, it, the socially acceptable bounds of appreciation for precision yeah. and, and beauty. Um, I, and so I think. My my question then is around how today, you know, given all this, you know, you're a leader who reflects, you're a woman who reflects deeply, given all the reflection and the inner work that you've done, how would you describe then who you're being when you're being most yourself? How would you encapsulate in language, you know, the vibrant, pure expression of, of who you are at your core? Who are you being when you're being most yourself oh wow um I, I I hope I can answer that question well There's I no know right I'll, have, I'll have a perfect answer in a few days you know it's it will not be, a test <laughs> it will be following me I'll, as I try to sleep and then I'll think of a perfect answer I have never been happier than now I am so content with my life and satisfied with what have I achieved and uh, it's not about money or status, which I had more before, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's about waking up in the morning and doing exactly what I set out to do. Um, this plan of being a career coach has been bubbling along for decades. <laughs> and I thought it, I would do it much later in life. And I just brought it forward by a decade. And it was the best thing I did. I'm very... Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I I, I wake oh. up in the morning and yes, there are stresses and, you know, I have a, a whole bunch of things that I would love to have done already and it hasn't been done yet. You know, when you're a business owner, you and I know um, it, it's all about time management, but I enjoy what I'm doing so much and working with clients and seeing the results and learning from the clients that I have now and applying those learnings to the next sort of clients that I'll have, you know, uh, in a few weeks or days time. That is just the, the best feeling in the world. I have never been happier. Mm. How do you describe that feeling? Like, how, how do you feel 
in this moment where you're like, okay, this is it. I, I'm doing the work I, I, I'm born to do in, in the way I was born to do it. So, you know, I, one of the things I say is that I help leaders love who they're being, not just what they do, because when we stay connected to our essence, that's what becomes possible, right? So, yeah. so tell us a little bit more, give us a glimpse in your inner experience on these days when you just know in your bones you're doing what you were meant to be doing in a in the way you're meant to be doing it yes i'll give you an example of um what happened uh, in the past couple of days i because i am my own boss and i know this is not always the case when you have a job having said that i have felt this sense of inner satisfaction and peace and accomplishment when I was uh, working as well. And, and I, it's about finding the right culture and fit and team uh, that works with you. But because I have total control of my business, I focus on working with my strengths. Right. Mm. So um, on the talent predicts assessment, my top strengths are understanding others uh, and leading and uh, sort of uh, foresight and thinking ahead and if you're a career coach that's exactly what you should be doing uh, to help your clients so I am focusing on what I know how to do well and just designing my work life around that and for those talents on the wheel that I couldn't care less about I don't worry so yeah. precision, for example, I'm not precise. I'm not a precision person. And ne I've never been. And that's why I've always loved to work as part of a team because, you know, I, I could choose things to delegate or escalate and and precision was one of those. But now if I record an episode, which I did yesterday for the Job Hunting podcast, and it's not a 10 out of 10, I don't fret about it. I don't worry yeah you know I'm like I know that I have a community that will listen to this and take stuff away from it because I still uh, recorded it with the best intentions and I know that there's a message there for someone and mm -hmm. I'm not going to re-record it over and over again until it loses its yeah its essence like yeah, as you say and become something too too and, sort of plasticky yeah. and no no it's it's fine you know I'm doing it one episode a week of course there will be things that are not going to be perfect mm. but that's okay and I yeah and I go to sleep at night and I'm not worried about it yes so that's beautiful so if I can reflect back um what I took from that answer about like, who are you being when you're being fully yourself you know I you use the word there's a sense of inner peace there's a sense of satisfaction there's a capacity to hold things lightly mm -hmm. there's a capacity to trust that the goal is not perfection the goal is you know, authenticity and realness and connection and sharing and so yeah does that does that sound right for you that when you're being yourself when your essence is activated and you're kind of getting out of your own way and you know what I mean by that is that the parts of you that perhaps we all have parts that are less empowered. When, when those parts are quiet and you're connected to your core, you're a person that's that's peaceful, that's content, that's satisfied, and that's able to continue to create this, this, this wonderful work 
these conversations that you're capturing and sharing and all, yeah. all the other conversations you're part of, you continue to, to put this goodness out in the world in a, in a way that really embodies a sense of lightness and playfulness, which I think is when we're at our best, right? Yes. Yes, for me it is, you know, and I, I find that that resonates with my personality and with the, the talents that I have, the, the personal values that I have. I know that for some of my clients that would not resonate and no, because they're not you. <laughs> no, no. And 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 I want I don't want people to listen to this and think, oh, you know, I want to be as relaxed as Renata is. I, you know, I have even my some of I have two boys, my oldest. He has a strong sense of justice. Yes. About yes. Things he needs to do in the world. And it comes from a warrior kind of mentality, which I do not have. So sometimes I just need to watch him and observe and not judge or not criticize or not sort of be scared by the things he decides to do. And some of my clients have, you know, completely different um, personalities mm -hmm. as well and, and career drivers and personal yeah. values. So I think it's important for people to be kind to themselves and not sort of mimic or uh, envision somebody and see that as an ideal when they have oh, to no, actually yeah. look from inside and you're the best person to talk about that in fact not me yeah, <laughs> yeah no no we're not we're, I'm not for a moment suggesting like you know do what Renata does be what yeah Renata no does. I just worry that people will listen and I know I'm a very calm person and I have a calm voice and I a lot I get a lot of feedback about that about the podcast being a calming um listen for somebody who is in distress or lost their jobs or you know I get a lot of feedback about that so I feel like I'm I'm in my I'm in the zone that I should be you know that's the I sort agree. of uh, area that I I should work with um and I think that there will be other coaches that have a very different essence and they will be more go 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 and more motivational and inspirational and that's definitely not something that they will get yeah. from me <laughs> I'm like go rest go sleep <laughs> well I think we've yeah. talked about this right the, t the space between roles is such a precious space right it mm -hmm. is a place for reflection um, and pausing and taking our time to figure out who am I really and what is the work that's going to help me to best serve and to be myself so you know, personally, I, I think the energy and the essence that you bring to the work you do is exactly what's required at these really precious and rare moments in time between roles where we have this opportunity to reflect deeply and figure out who am I and what do I want to do with this one, you know, short and precious life. So thank you so much, Renata. I have loved our conversation. Thank you for all that you shared um and yeah I, I have we have the chance to have more conversations keep being yourself I'd love to thank you so much for this opportunity Cassie thank you by being true to our deepest selves we liberate our highest potential and serve the greatest good as the founder of the Center for Self-Fidelity, I am on a mission to help leaders feel more authentically empowered so we can co-create workspaces where people can thrive, perform, play and belong. Learn more at selffidelity.com.